Welcome, besties. I, I have no clue what we're talking about today. Now she's lying. She does know. So I'm not a TikToker. I'm trying to be a little bit more in the TikTok era, as my daughter would say, because I guess there's like book talks and stuff and kind of mm-hmm. have to sell the book that I've spent like the last three years <laughs> writing. So Kelsey asked me the other day to listen to this TikTok about these mamas telling their kid what to do if somebody, I think it was like the three T's or something, if somebody picked on them at school. It was just really funny. And and I said, maybe we should ask our kids (laughs) what they would do if somebody picked on them or, or hit them at school or wherever. Hi, I'm Casey, and right here beside me is Kelsey. We are licensed professional counselors, mothers, entrepreneurs, oh, and besties. We know firsthand what it's like to wake up one day and think, how in the heck did I wind up here? Through our own journeys of self-discovery, we found that joy is something that has to be pursued through internal work. Now we are on a mission to help women from all walks of life understand themselves more so they can have real lasting joy. Join us every Thursday to hear fun and insightful interviews with experts who can point you toward self-discovery and fulfillment. So, <laughs> our children... Should we start with the three T's? What these moms claim that... I don't even remember what they were. Talk to the kid. Talk to the kid. Hey, basically. no, I can't. I can't go through these. I was like, no, that that is not... If someone punches my kid in the face, no, we're not going to talk about it. You're going to knock their ass out. Like, knock out their teeth. <laughs> well, the moms say you communicate. So basically, you talk about to the person that is invading your personal space and say... Um, you mean that just hit you? No, it, it's like they're picking on you. Okay. Some moms say that you just go to step three. Like, if somebody physically touches you or spits on you it's a three step one is you talk to them about it you'd be like hey i don't like when you touch me or i don't like when you're doing x y and z you're pulling my hair you need to stop two it is tell a teacher and then tell your mom so that the mom can send an email letting the teacher know that they know and then three the lady said tear their ass up (laughs) well our children had very different ideas of what they were supposed to do if someone hit them. So I I think it might be funny to just talk about each child's interpretation of... The only one we didn't ask was Mamie, which we can ask her later. So Oakland's, yours, was, of course, I'm going to tell the teacher. I'm going to tell the teacher, and if the teacher doesn't listen, I'm going to find another teacher, and I'm going to tell that teacher, and I'm going to keep telling teachers until somebody listens. And I'm just thinking, yeah, that's that's you. Yeah, that, that, that is her. That is her. My kid, the little one, boy, said he would tell the teacher. I was shocked. I thought he would say I'd punch him in the face. Now, my daughter... My nine-year-old, I said, what would you do? (laughs) She decided she was going to act it out. So she gave us a full-on whatever. And she said, if they didn't stop, then I'm just going to kick them in the nuts. I'm going to kick them in the nuts. I'm like, yep. (laughs) Yes, you are. But how do you conceptualize with a four-year-old? Okay, if they're just being naughty to you, you can talk to them. But if they put their hands on you in a mean way. Well, think about 
I mean, think about T-ball. <laughs> like, there was a few kids that were literally getting a little too rough mm-hmm. with our kids. And they were throwing dirt in their face and all the things. They're kids, okay? And they're like four and five-year-olds. But in the same account, I'm thinking, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Kids will be kids. But if that one kid was literally like picking up the kid, the other kid and dragging them, and I was getting a little concerned. Well, that one, the one kid that I think you're talking about, I was just counting down in my mind because I thought one more and I'm going out there and this is not going to be pretty because it was getting pretty bad. I mean, I I wouldn't have done anything to the kid. I would have just got my kid out of the situation. But I think for me, it's more if someone is trying to hurt you and like puts their hands on you in a way that they're being very aggressive and mean and like trying to fight you, then you better just hit them back. Mm -hmm. That's just me. And I'm sure other parents are like, no, we are completely hands off in this. Yeah. But I'm I'm not... Well, let me tell you a story, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I was in third grade. Very good kid. Are you tired of running to the lobby to see if your next appointment has arrived? Would you like a more discreet, stress-free way for your clients to check in? Take a deep breath. The receptionist for iPad empowers your practice to create a zen-like check-in experience. This episode is sponsored by the receptionist for iPad. It's the highest rated digital check-in software for therapy and behavioral health offices used by thousands of practitioners across the country. The Receptionist for iPad is a simple and expensive way to allow your clients to discreetly check in, to notify providers of a patient's arrival, and to ensure your front lobby is stress-free. The software sends an immediate notification to the therapist when a client checks in and can even ask if any patient information has changed since their last visit. Start a 14-day free trial of The Receptionist for iPad by going to thereceptionist.com slash besties. And when you do, you'll also get your first month free when you sign up. This little kid, I think he had some special learning Mm -hmm. things going on, but he would like harass me and like pull my hair and like chase me around the playground and like all these things. And I couldn't get away from him. And one time he did it and I literally just pushed him and gave him a concussion. (laughs) And I was so scared that I was going to get in trouble. And I went to the principal's office and it was this little old man, but he was really scary when I was in third grade. And I just told him, I gave him examples of all the things that this kid had been doing to me and I never got in trouble for it. Hmm. I just had to tell the kid that I was sorry, but it's almost like I needed that. I needed permission to do that and nobody ever gave it to me. So then when I did it, I was like, oh no, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble for this. Mm-hmm. But it's true. If somebody's like pulling your hair and chasing you around and like talking about your butt in third grade, like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I would hope my daughter would do the same thing. Yeah. Well, enough's enough. And it sounds like you told him multiple times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, back off. He kind of freaked me out a little. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that there is a fine line in the sand for me as a parent that I don't like I want my daughter to defend herself or well, put people in their place. I, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't like fighting. I can't watch a fight. <laughs> it kills me. I can't do it. But now you know me well enough to know like it wouldn't take much. I will defend myself in a 
blink of an eye if I have to. Like, <laughs> I'd be the one that's like, hmm, should I do this? Oh, or should no. I not? No, like there is, it, it's like a light switch for me. Like, I have a, a lot of tolerance for a lot of things, but you invade my personal space and there is something that just flips. I'll never be the first one to put my hands on anyone. And I, and I think it's important. You know. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of what all these moms on TikTok were saying. Like, I'm never going to tell my kid to start a fight, but they better finish it, basically. Or they better defend themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've worried about my middle child a lot because she she's feisty, but like she's very kind hearted. And so I just wonder, I worry that she would, I don't know, she'd probably be the one that. She'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, she she figure it out, I think. I think her struggle would always be with, like, girls because mm-hmm. she wants to be included. Yeah. Boys, I don't, I don't worry She'll about that. kick them in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, she let me know loud and clear. Yeah, I, I wanted to say, well, what if they don't have nuts? What would she do? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just thought, you know, like, what do they teach them at school? And because I know tattling is a big thing. Like, even when I was a teacher, it was like, I don't want to know unless you're bleeding or, you know, whatever. And so how is that being handled? And I think it probably goes back to whatever the parent is teaching or whatever the children are being modeled at home as to how they're going to react. I don't think if somebody really was bullying my kid, I don't think she would tell anyone. She's a tattletaler, but if they were like really hurting her, I don't think she would tell anyone. I think she would just sit there and cry. Honestly. Really? Yeah. I mean, but I don't know how to teach that. And because I'm always like, well, you better be kind. Mm. Maybe you should just be nice. I don't know why I think that. I just. I disagree with you. I think she would. I mean, I think I she think... would. I think she would. She's pretty mouthy and she can tell somebody how it is. And and I think if they were doing something that she felt in her core was wrong, that she would let them know. Maybe it with us, like in our environment. You like don't on think a, she'd do that? Not at, at school, school. Not based on what her teacher tells me. She says she's the opposite of basically what I know. Hmm. I hope that she would do that, like the time that her and Thayer were on the playground about Mm -hmm. to go get this ball from this kid because he was being a bully and he was keeping it from him. And they both shoot up the stairs. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to get that ball. And the kid threw it because he was terrified of them. And he was like double the size. (laughs) But I think she has the capability of standing up for herself. I just think in certain, like those areas where she's not really sure how an adult would respond is where she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Because I think... In our household, I know for a fact that we're really predictable. Mm -hmm. Like she knows what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I I used to think, well, my son is going to be the one that I'm going to have to worry about with fighting. But I actually don't think so. I could be wrong. But I mean, he's kind of that way at school, too. Like the way you describe her. I just wonder if he would sit there and take it. I don't know. At school. See? Now I got you thinking. Yeah. Yeah, like at home, I know that both of them would defend themselves in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Or if, well, I mean, if we had them the, out in public. He beats the shit out of linen all the time. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I don't think he would ever do that at school. Yeah, I think it's probably one of those things, you know, similar to your body and, you know, people not should not touch your body and all that. Like, how you handle situations... And altercations needs to be something we probably talk about more often. Yeah, definitely. And normalize it more often. We, we're we sort of desensitizing the kids in a lot of ways. And I, I can tell it's slow. But, you know, even like 
the oldest now, she'll just willingly say, well, I'm on my period, you know, and like a year ago. Sensitizing certain topics. It would have never, she would have never said a word. And then like Lennon, like kick them in the nuts. I'm, I mean, that's me. <laughs> I'll take that one because she has a lot of cousins and like around a lot of boys and a lot of kids. And it's just probably been something I've said, but it's stuck with her. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they know how we will respond, if something were to happen, they would feel more like they could advocate for themselves and not get in trouble. Well, and bullying home. nowadays is so, I feel like it's a lot more calculated than it was when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Like it's like these kids are 10 years farther in life than we ever were, but everything's so calculated. Even with your oldest, we've talked about, like, how mean kids can be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I think we do need to be having those conversations, especially because it doesn't look like, you know, kids aren't going to school and giving people swirlies. I mean, they probably are. <laughs> uh-huh. But that was, like, the form of bullying you and I knew. Oh, yeah. And now it's just a completely different, like, they might not punch you in the face, but they might be sitting behind you pulling your hair all, uh-huh. all the time. And nobody knows. Yeah. It's very, or spitting on you when nobody's looking. It's very covert. Well, I can tell you, listen, I don't know if I ever told you this. There was a point in my childhood that totally changed me. And it's it's weird. And I have a friend, and I'm sure she doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't even know if she knows. I haven't talked to her since high school. <laughs> but I have a friend, and we played softball together our whole school. Like, we we played softball together the whole time. And she was a lot bigger than me. I was little, like I was like the runt, you know, mm-hmm. like the puny little one. And I think I was, when was it? It was, it was middle school. So I was in sixth grade and it was my first year playing softball because they wouldn't have softball in elementary or anything. Well, I was little, like I said, I was a little runt. So it wasn't like I was going around beating people up. But those softball girls, the eighth grade girls on my team, uh, one day we all came into the locker room to get to get dressed for practice. They beelined to me and picked me up. And then they they told me that they were going to give me a swirly. Mm -hmm. And I swear I lost it. It it was the most like I, I you have to act more psycho than they're acting. Oh, and I did. There was something in, like, it felt so violating. Like, they're, oh, they're going to stick my head in a toilet upside down and flush it? Hell no, you're not. I mean, I was like a fraction of their size. I was punching, kicking, spitting, biting. I was the only kid on that team that didn't get a swirly. And I was never the same again. And I just thought, you will not do this to me. Like in my head while they were, I was like, you, something. I don't know what it was that just, you talk about like adrenaline. It was not happening. So like, that's the kind of stuff that we experienced or that I experienced. It wasn't the, oh, I'm going to post a picture of you on Instagram or Snapchat that's embarrassing. It wasn't like that. It was, I'm going to fight you or i'm gonna wait for you over here smash your head in a locker Uh something of the nature yeah something like that like physical Mm -hmm. physical which sucks but you know in a lot of ways it's easier to handle than all of the emotional and mental well it yeah physical physical abuse is way i'm not gonna say easier 
I always conceptualize it as emotional abuse is like top tier. It's mm-hmm. the hardest thing to get over. It's the hardest thing to undo because it's calculated and it's over time. While you were talking, I was thinking about maybe times that maybe I was a bully. And so I was like thinking about, but there's one, one situation I've never talked about this, but it like, it's literally burnt inside of my head. I don't know how else to explain it. I was like in fourth grade and there was this kid and my cousins, I had a lot of boy cousins and they were freaking mean. Like, I don't know how else to put it. They were, they were bullies. They were jerks. They probably beat their teacher's ass a couple times. I don't know. There was this little boy in his, he was in my class, but he only went to school with me for like six months. And, and I lived in a very, very small town. I'm just going to say his initials is BS. <laughs> and he was wearing girl pants. And I remember somebody making fun of him and I was too. And like, that's something that really like sticks in my head because I don't know if it was my mom or somebody, but they were like, don't do that. Like, that's not cool. You don't know if that kid can't even afford pants or maybe he wants to wear girl pants. Mm -hmm. But where I am today, it kind of is ironic in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But I remember that. And it really hurt me that I was so mean to that kid. Which, you know, I didn't have any other interactions with him. But what if that was an interaction that really upset him? Because, you know, I have things like that when you're like a little kid and somebody's making fun of you for stupid stuff. Yeah. And then he's, you're always self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Remember when I told you that that girl had reached out to me and I read you the message yeah. she sent me? And I was just thinking, like, she sent me this message on Facebook and I talked to her forever. And she just said, I just wanted to apologize for how I treated you um, mm-hmm. when we were in high school. Remember? Yeah. That was a soft. She was. She, no, she was not the one that gave yeah. me the swirly. No. Okay. No, I beat her ass. No. <laughs> No, but I didn't even remember when she told me that she was sorry what she had done to me. Yeah. You know, like that wasn't something that I that I held on to, but apparently it was something that she had held on to Mm -hmm. for all those years and felt remorse. And so I thought that that was pretty big of her to reach out and do that because that wouldn't be easy to do. And then when I read it to you, you're like, wow, did people really do that to you? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's really sad. But yeah, I mean, I think just conflict in general is so important in one, like how it's modeled in front of our children. I, You know, I'm not a big believer in the whole, like, we don't argue in front of the kids. I know you're like, we don't argue in front of the kids, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to fight in front of my kids, but I think it's fine to see your parents disagreeing about something or else you grow up thinking, oh, adults aren't supposed to argue. Yeah. Oh, if you disagree or if you fight, you don't love each other. Or, you know, there's all these conflict doesn't equal a fight. And no, you know, I've learned that as, you know, (laughs) three years ago, I would have been like, it's all the same. You've learned that. Yeah. But I think modeling healthy conflict is important or when people do something that you don't like and your kids are a witness to how you respond to that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of my kids is still it's like imprinted into her and it's something that I have to be very mindful and conscious of because just like me, she associates fighting with leaving. And so if she comes home And like, it's a normal time that you would typically be home and you're not there. Where's Kelsey? Is she coming back? (laughs) You know, like she's so used to 
and grew up seeing there was a conflict. Oh, somebody's gone. And that's really sad. And that's just a different. I mean, obviously, we're not talking about kicking someone in the nuts, but like really modeling for her. That's why I don't really mind to have a conflict in front of her, really, because I kind of want her to see, oh, yeah, like we were disagreeing, but everything's okay. Yeah. Because she doesn't, her brain doesn't connect like that. So I think that I'm having to do a little bit of reprogramming. Reprogramming. (laughs) I don't know. If you haven't watched those TikToks, you should. It's hilarious. They're funny. And we also want to know. So if you comment on our social media posts or on uh, wherever you get your podcasts and let us know what you teach your kids, because maybe you have maybe you have a better solution <laughs> than we do. Maybe we have it all wrong. And then you can be on our podcast and tell us what we really should be doing. Yeah. Or you can just tell our kids. Yeah. Better yet. There you go. That way we don't mess it up. Yeah. We'll have to get a big whiteboard and like yeah, we'll draw, draw it out, out for him. <laughs> <laughs> like we did about the the bodies. The body parts. Yeah. These are your ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's it. Okay, besties. We will talk to you next time. If you're enjoying our podcast and would like to hear more from us, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast so we can keep making great content. Talk to you later, besties.